Hello, and welcome to The Tish. I'm Dina Weiss. For me, one of the hardest elements of living a Jewish life is that sometimes the Jewish calendar expects a certain emotion. If it's a happy day, you're supposed to be happy. And if it's a sad day, you're supposed to be sad. And also, you know, that you're supposed to hate Amalek and love your fellow neighbor. Being commanded to have emotions when emotions do not always feel under our control can feel like we're being set up to fail. I'm being told that I need to feel a certain way. It's a mitzvah for me to feel a certain amount of happiness or a certain amount of love. And I simply cannot bring myself to that place. And the Moray Nayim says that Shabbat is also a day that demands a certain emotional state. And he says that the state you're supposed to be in on Shabbat is that you're supposed to feel satisfied. You're supposed to feel like all of your needs are fulfilled. So on Shabbat, the emotion that we're supposed to feel is relief and contentment, right? That everything is whole and everything is complete, which is not necessarily all of our experiences of Shabbat. Sometimes our experience of Shabbat is worrying about what we were not able to finish before Shabbat and mentally getting into gear for what we want to do after Shabbat and then yelling at ourselves for the fact that we are thinking on Shabbat about things that we're not supposed to be worried about. But the Morinayim really believes in Shabbat's ability to do this emotional work, and I would say to trigger certain types of emotions. And he does this by referring to a rabbinic teaching that states that even though we were officially given Shabbat as the fifth of the Ten Commandments, Actually, the Jewish people were commanded about Shabbat earlier during the incident of Marah, which is the bitter waters. To refresh your memories, when the Jewish people came out of Egypt, they were thirsty. And when the Jewish people are thirsty, we complain. And so they complained to Moshe that there wasn't good water. The only water that was there was bitter waters. And they complained about the water, ki marim haim, because they were bitter. And the Morinayim says, the people were not complaining about the water because the water was bitter. The people were complaining about the water because the people were bitter. The haim, the pronoun of them, which it seems is supposed to apply to the water, the Morinayim says, no, no, it applies to the drinkers of the water, The reason why the waters tasted bitter is because of the bitterness in the mouths of the people who were drinking the water. And the Morinayim says it's because of this bitterness that the Jewish people were experiencing, were embodying. That's why the Jewish people needed the Shabbat. That's why Shabbat came earlier than its scheduled arrival. It came at Marah before the giving of the Torah because The people were in a negative, bitter space, and they needed to be given the Shabbat in order to sweeten themselves and then make it possible for them to drink the water and to receive the Torah. Because as we know, water and Torah are always connected. So the Morinayim says, the bitterness of the people blocked them 
from being able to appreciate the sweetness of the water because they were bitter. They filtered the water in such a way that it tasted bitter to them. So God gave them Shabbat in order to shift their mood, in order to sweeten their temperament, in order to make them feel better and therefore able to appreciate the beauty of what they were drinking, the beauty of what they were being asked to absorb. And I think here, the Morayanayim is teaching something that's extremely important about how we should think about these commandments to be happy, be sad, be loving, be hateful, be anxious, be calm. And even though we can't totally regulate our emotions and we can't just force ourselves to be happy or force ourselves to be sad, we can put ourselves into a situation where those emotions are likely to come. Shabbat is likely to trigger feelings of contentment. Shabbat is likely to trigger feelings of sweetness. So you're given Shabbat in order that you can counteract the bitterness that's in your heart. And so I can't say to someone who is feeling anxious, you need to feel safe right now because that's not how emotions work. But I can suggest to them, why don't you go to someone who you know loves you and ask them for a hug in the hopes that the hug is what is going to make that person feel less anxious and less afraid. And similarly, I cannot tell you that you need to be happy on the seventh day of the week. But if I give you Shabbat and I teach you about it and I teach you how to practice it in a way that inspires that feeling of contentment and that feeling of joy, then it is more likely that you are going to be able to experience Shabbat in a genuine way where you do feel contentment and you do feel joy. should understand that the Torah is not commanding us to feel a certain way. The Torah is commanding us to try to find a process, to try to find a method for getting ourselves to a place where we are more likely to feel that emotion. So we're not being commanded to be happy on Purim. What we are being commanded to do is dress in fun costumes, have meals with neighbors, send and receive gifts, support the poor in the hopes that when we do those actions, they will yield a certain emotion. They will make us feel a certain way. To me, what's so valuable about this teaching is that it doesn't enable me to give up. It doesn't enable me to sink into sadness when I'm feeling sadness or escape into happiness when I'm feeling happiness. And to just say, there's nothing I can do about my emotional state. I just feel the way that I feel. I am the way that I am. Instead, the Morayanayim is asking us to recognize that there are triggers for emotional states. And when we need to get to a particular place, we have more control over the way that we feel than we think we do. I think that we often also find ourselves in a position where we want to shift the emotions of someone else. When we see someone feeling anxious, we want to reassure them. When we see someone who is feeling sad, we want them to feel happy. We often don't know what to do. And I think the Morayanayim is saying to us, but you can do something. You can create a setting that is going to encourage a certain emotion. You cannot prevent your friend from feeling lonely, but you can invite them over. You cannot prevent your friend from feeling anxious, 
but you can try to put in safeguards that is that are going to make that person feel more comfortable. And instead of feeling helpless in the face of our own feelings and in the face of the feelings of others, we should try to empower ourselves to see what can we do to transform the environment in a way that is going to yield, hopefully, a transformation of the emotions. When B'nai Israel were feeling bitter, when they were in a place where they were not receptive to the Torah, God didn't tell them, be happy, be sweet. He didn't correct them regarding their feelings about the Torah. Instead, he taught them about Shabbat, which more naturally aroused them to be receptive. It shifted the way they felt in an organic way. And once they were in a positive frame of mind, God was able to gently introduce them to something that was challenging for them to accept. This is a middle path between insisting that we just get with the program and jump into feeling whatever we are supposed to be feeling and completely surrendering to whatever state of mind we happen to already be in. It neither forces us to change our emotions, but it also doesn't allow us to just give in and give up and say the way that I'm feeling is the way that I'm feeling. There are things that we can do, not always, but often, that can encourage us and others to tap into different emotions. This is one of the reasons why we have rituals, to help us with this emotional work. And as we are trying to tap into and transform our emotional lives and the emotional lives of others, we can use this model of God's giving us Shabbat as a template for how we can try to improve our emotional selves by establishing contexts and rituals that are going to help us naturally get to a certain emotional state. So the next time we find ourselves in a situation where we want to modify our emotions, instead of just giving up, we should look around and see what we can adapt, what we can change that might lead us to a new emotional place following the advice of the Ma'or Enak. This episode was produced by Sam Greenberg, Effie Unterman, and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for recording and editing this episode. Music for the Tish is from Hannah Raskin's debut album, Raza Capella, produced by Rising Song Records. Yeah, 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 yeah.